If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You're listening to the number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Now, in today's episode, we talk about motivation. Although we've talked about in previous podcasts how you should not fall in love with motivation and always rely on it because at some point motivation goes away, uh, it is awesome when you are motivated. So in today's episode, we talk about how to create the right environment and uh, put practices together that increase the amount of time and the times that you are motivated. Now, today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Chili. Now, Chili technology makes products that cool or warm your bed. You know, about 44% of Americans report having terrible sleep. I think the number is much higher. One of the most important things you can do to improve your sleep, which of course uh, helps you burn body fat, build more muscle, optimize your hormones, is to optimize the temperature of your bed. So here's what a chili pad does. It goes on your bed, underneath your sheet, and it uses water to cool or warm your bed, okay? There's no EMFs. It's, there's no electronics in the pad itself. And you can get some of the products where one side is different than the other. So if your spouse and you have different preferences, that's totally fine. You can program them differently. One thing that their product does is it actually can warm up in the morning to naturally wake you up. It's pretty awesome stuff. I love the Chili Pad. All of us use them all the time. And because you get, listen to Mind Pump, you get 22% off their products. Go check them out. Go to chilitechnology.com. That's C H I L I technology.com forward slash mind pump. And then use the code pump22 to get 22% off. Also, this month, we've taken to and put together some of our best workout programs for people who are just getting started with fitness or people who haven't worked out for a few months consistently. We're calling it the Starter Bundle, and we discounted it tremendously. Okay, so with our Starter Bundle, here's what you get. You get MAPS Anabolic, a great muscle-building, strength-building, metabolism-boosting program. You get MAPS Prime, which is great to set you up for your workouts to correct muscle imbalances and prevent pain and get you to move better. And the Intuitive Nutrition Guide, which helps you with your diet. We've also thrown in MAPS Starter, which is the great, the best program to get started with when you start on your fitness journey. All those programs together normally would cost over $340. But right now, we've packaged them together in our starter bundle and made them only $80. So $80, you'll enroll in all of them for and get lifetime access. And they also come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Go learn about our starter bundle or go sign up at mapsjanuary.com. That's M-A-P-S-January.com. It's time to get motivated. Hey, you know what? We should talk about that. You know why? Because I know we talk about it on the podcast all the time about how you don't want to rely on motivation and, and you don't want to fall in love with that because it's a feeling that comes and goes. It, it, is a, it is a feeling that comes and goes. But man, when you're motivated, it's powerful. Everything's easy. Yeah. Everything's easy. Everything feels good. And so it makes sense to try to create conditions that increase the amount of times that you feel motivated. Do you guys think that you can do that? Do you think there's a way? There's a healthy way to be able to channel motivation and use it and shuttle it properly. I think we just have to check ourselves and, and create, uh, you know, ways to, to to better efficiently do that. Well, I like organizing this this conversation because we're kind of in in the thick of it. Or at least I feel like I am. Right, I'm I'm on well, only on four weeks of being consistent with the training, and there are a bunch of little 
hacks, I feel like, that I do to flip that switch. You know, how do I go from not really training that consistently to all of a sudden dialing everything in to where literally almost every other day my body is starting to change? Um, in fact, I was just having the conversation with Katrina the other day, and she's like, you know, we've been together for 10 years, and it never ceases to amaze me how quick you can change your physique. And I think that's just years and years of doing this, all of us. Mm -hmm. I think that we figured out all those little hacks to one, keep me consistent and motivated, and then knowing like mm. the right dose of that. So I love this conversation. Yeah, no, Jessica doesn't even notice. I'll just be like, <laughs> <laughs> like I gained like fifteen pounds. She's like you look the same to me. Like you lie. You lie. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. But you're you're lift me up. You're the most probably between. I'd say you and Doug are probably the most consistent with how you keep the way you look. Mm -hmm. I think. Wouldn't you say, Justin? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I, I think you and Doug don't seem to fluctuate as much. Like, I don't think you, I feel like Justin and I probably fluctuate. Yeah. The most. Yeah. You guys yeah. always look good. We had a, a ways to go. But I no, guess. you know, I mean, all joking <laughs> aside, you know, um, it, it, okay. Motivation's a feeling, right? So it's going to come, it's going to go. You can't rely on it because if you do, when it goes, then you're totally screwed. And this is how people mess themselves up. However, you can create practices and conditions that make motivation more common that make it make that feeling come about more often and now this is a good strategy as long again as long as it's not like all you do but it's a good strategy because i've ne for example when i've trained clients i never uh had trouble with clients showing up for the workouts when they were motivated i never had trouble with clients following a good nutrition plan when they were motivated you know i remember you know when i was in school even if i was motivated it wasn't like i had to force myself to do my homework or to study. Same thing for business uh, or anything else. So motivation, although it is something that comes and goes, there are things you can do that will increase the amount of times or the length of time that you feel motivated. And I think that that's something we should talk about. Well, I think the first step to that is setting a very realistic goal. Um, I think one of the quickest ways to lose motivation is to set this crazy lofty yes. goal yeah. that Unreasonable is goal. yeah it's very unrealistic it's just you know i uh, i have goals right now right that i'm trying to achieve uh putting 50 pounds of muscle sounds amazing uh but it's very unrealistic that is that's not going to happen and the the likelihood of that uh and what it would take as far as time to do that is 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 exhausting just the thought of it so Setting yourself with, uh, and I like really small goals, obtainable goals, goals that you can start to knock out the park. I think that's very key to not losing the motivation because one of the ways to keep that motivation going is to start to get wins. Yeah, accumulate the wins. You start to get these wins because you set realistic goals and the motivation tends yep. to grow. You know, in animal studies, they show that when animals play, because animals, some animals do play and we study how they play. And what they find with the these animal studies is that there's always one, you know, let's say you put two mice together. One of the mice might be bigger and stronger and faster and may win if they wanted to every single time they played uh, a particular game, like roughhousing. But what they find with animals, especially social animals, is they allow the other animal to win sometimes. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they would end up losing a, a playmate, right? Mm -hmm. the, the animal wouldn't want to play with you anymore if it wasn't fun for them, it didn't feel competitive. So what is this tell you well with yourself if you set such an unrealistic goal that you start to realize that it's impossible or at least you feel like it's impossible no, you keep losing your motivation's gone right? right and if you keep losing your motivation's gone so this is a, a terrible strategy and studies do show that the further out we set a a goal the more outlandish 
that goal is, right? So if you tell somebody, you know, what's your 15-year plan versus what's your 10-year, 5-year, 1-year, and 6-month plan? Or even let next week plan. Right. Yeah. Then you find that the closer that it gets to that the, to, to now, the more realistic it becomes, the further out it goes. I remember when I was mm-hmm. 18 years old and I became a trainer. A very short period of time, I was a successful trainer. So I, I started managing the fitness department and then I became a, a manager of gyms at a very young age. I think I was almost 19 or almost 20. And I remember at that age, I said to myself, "Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30 and retire." And <laughs> I, I, easily, I, I, for I, sure. I really believe the same thing. Too. That's <laughs> why I'm, I'm laughing because yeah. I not only said that, I really believe yeah. that shit. Right, because it's 10 years. <laughs> yeah, right? it seems no, so, we had no clue. Yeah, when you're 20, 30 seems like a lifetime. Yeah, away. Oh, if I'm doing, I got this plenty. Good I got plenty of time to get all that work together. Exactly, and, I, and that was something that I, you know, I, and so this is what we end up doing to ourselves. So you have to set yourself realistic goals. One of the best ways to do this is to say to yourself, is this a realistic goal that I can move towards and accomplish when I'm not motivated? And you know your states of mind. So you have to place yourself there and say, okay, when I'm not feeling like this right now, is this still a realistic goal? And that'll help you kind of mold it and shift it to make it more realistic. Another part uh, that goes to this is to schedule uh, goal reevaluations. So what you end up doing is each week, you look back on the week and you say to yourself, did I do the things necessary to accomplish this particular goal? And if the answer is no, then you can have an honest conversation with yourself and you can change your goal. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with doing that. There's nothing wrong with you saying, you know, my 15-pound weight loss goal at the end of the month it seems like it's unrealistic. I'm going to change that too. And you're not giving up. You're not giving up. You're still setting yourself up a goal with a goal. You're just preventing yourself from hitting that point where you think it's impossible. Yeah, no, coming in with with a with a plan attached to that is everything. And then being able to be flexible with that plan is the other part of it that not a lot of people talk about because you know you, you want to get super rigid. You want to hit these very specific goals, but if it is a bit unattainable, or if it's something that's you know not very realistic in front of you, you know you're gonna have a really hard time with that. So to be able to you know come back and assess where you are, where you currently stand, is is a valuable part. Part of this entire process. Right. Now, Adam, you had mentioned breaking up the goals into smaller goals or smaller chunks. Yes. So here's a story. I know you guys, I want to I know if you guys did this as well. I guarantee you. I'm pretty sure you guys did. But whenever I would give a client a rep number that was high, let's say I said, okay, we're going to do back step lunges and I want in body weight and I want you to hit 50 reps. I would never go one, two, three, all the way up to 50. It was always like, Okay, you got thirty more. That's two. That's fifteen times right. two. You got five, and then I'd count it's down. It's too daunting. I'd, otherwise, I'd count down. I'd yeah. count up. I'd say ten, ten yeah. more before you have five more. I do these things with clients, and it would actually help them. I do this with myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing twenty reps of squats, I don't count to twenty. I count to ten, and then I think I five. usually get midway through, and then I count backwards. Exactly, yeah. and and so that's kind of the psychological process that goes into making your goal, your big goals into smaller chunks. So let's say you want to lose ten pounds. Before you got to lose 10 pounds, you got to lose two pounds. So why not make that the first goal? I'm going to lose two pounds. I, I take it a step further, and uh, I like to look at it at, at weeks. So I'm like planning my week, week by week. So right now, as, as we're going through a similar journey, right, trying to stay motivated and focused on what we're all doing, um, I, I look at it week by week. And it's actually, even if the ultimate goal is for me to drop 10 pounds of body fat, add 5 or 10 pounds of muscle, uh, sure, I've I've made that decision starting this whole process, but that's like the last time I really think about it. Now all the focus is around all these these little behaviors that I can do within this week. So it's like, okay, th- what does this week coming up look mm-hmm. like? Okay, and and part of that is uh, based off of what I just accomplished in the last week. 
So last week, maybe I had, you know, five, what I would consider perfect days of hitting. I hit my protein intake. I made most of my meals. Maybe I ate out twice. Maybe I had a workout that got cut short. So it wasn't perfect. Uh, maybe I had two nights of not good sleep. This is all true. <clears throat> and so next week it's to beat that. That's right. it. So that's that's it. It's it's not to be perfect. It's not. It's just to be better than what I was this previous week. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I break it up. Is it's this week by week, and I'm always just trying to improve a little bit on on whatever it was last week. And I feel like doing that, it's it's so much easier to start to collect these wins than to be constantly thinking about, oh, I've got 20 pounds of fat to still drop and I still need to bid, build 10 pounds of muscle. That's such a It's such a big goal or it's going to take me such a long time to get there that I'm not worried about that. Yes, I want that. Yes, that's the ultimate plan when I started, but all the focus is on the, the week to week. Yeah, and this is a practice that uh, most people who are successful at accomplishing big things uh, tends to have as part of their arsenal. In fact, you, even if you talk to uh, endurance athletes, for example, you talk to somebody who runs, uh, you know, who's running a marathon for the first time, ask them if they play this game with themselves where they say, I'm just going to, you know what, I'm just going to go to the next water stop. And then once they make it to that, all right, I'm going to go just two more miles or just five more minutes and they continue to play this game with themselves. Mm-hmm. It is psychological, but it is quite effective. So take your goal and don't just look at the big goal. Break it up into smaller chunks that you can hit yeah. along the way. Yeah, you want to have one like destination goal of like where eventually you want to end up, of course. But also you got to realize like you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have all these these different pathways in front of you. It's going to look different. It's not linear. It's not something that like it's just going to happen like dominoes where you know I have all these things stacked up and it's just going to like happen perfectly like this. You know you have to be you know able to adapt and to change and and to move so it's still moving you forward but you know now you might be focusing on something a little bit different right now the next one this one's something that i love and i I tend to do whenever i'm trying to hit a goal um and that is to consume information or read books that have to do with that particular goal so let's say my goal is to you know deadlift 600 pounds well what i'll start doing is reading articles and studies and I'm reading powerlifting journals and things that are kind of correlate to that particular goal. What that does is it keeps my mind in the game. It informs me more and it keeps making that goal seem like something I can accomplish. You can do this with business. You know, if you want to uh, hit a certain number with your business, well, you start reading business books and you start watching videos where people are giving lectures and you start reading more information. The, the When you kind of uh, start to surround yourself with this information and you start to consume it on a regular basis, it keeps that goal front and center and it does make you feel more motivated, especially when you read about other people's ways of accomplishing similar goals. Yeah, it's really just immersing yourself, uh, you know, in that that mindset. So that could be any kind of content. You know, it could be podcasts, it could be things you're reading, that can be, you know, videos that you're watching, but you're 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 a bit uh, fixated on this subject at hand at how you can sort of break down what applies to you best. No, oh, I think we're an example of of that, right? With uh, what we see in downloads for us, right? So every year, the January, like we're we're in the middle of seeing a surge in downloads, and I think that. 
people are more likely to listen to us talking about fitness and motivation and working out uh, when they're working out, when they're immersed in it. And when they're out of it, they feel guilty for doing mm-hmm. that. I think that's one of the best ways to to stay focused on it. And it, it could be anything. It could be TV. It could be podcasts. It could be reading magazines. It could be hanging around people that are, that are talking about it and doing the same thing. I think it's just keeping it top of mind is a great strategy to stay focused. Right. On. And it's, and, and it's, there's also, this is a way to break up the goal into smaller chunks. So, so let's say your goal is to uh, you know lose 30 pounds and you want to break it up into smaller chunks. One way to break it up into smaller chunks is to break up the way you can lose 30 pounds into mm-hmm. smaller chunks. So what I can say to myself is, okay, I want to read books and consume information around this. So I'm going to set myself a small goal of 10 minutes every single day. I'm going to dedicate to consuming some kind of information that's around that has to do with my particular goal. So that's one way to break up your goal into smaller chunks, and it has to do with just this what we're talking about. And right I now. like when it's when it's fitness related. Like this is a great time to be like looking for things to learn about, whether it be metabolism or nutrition or exercise science. Like I just uh, I, this is one of those things that everybody. I don't care if you don't even like working out. Learning about this subject is is something that will benefit everybody. It's not like one of those things that like, oh, if I'm not really into finance, why should I read or doing that? That forget that when we're talking about health and fitness and getting in shape, like the the things that you will learn about your body are things that you'll carry on forever. Right now, the next one, Adam, you talk about this uh, all the time. Uh, actually, uh, we we've all mentioned this in the past, which is to tell people about your goal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I. You're much more likely to break a promise to yourself or to let yourself down because you know yourself. So if I say I'm going to hit a goal and I don't tell anybody and I keep it a secret and then I don't hit that goal, uh, I'm going to say to myself, ah, whatever. Or maybe I'll get mad, but whatever. But if I tell someone else, especially somebody I care about or somebody that I, I value, I'm much more likely to want to accomplish that goal because this is somebody that I feel like I either don't want to let them down or I don't want to change the way that they think about me or I've already put it out there. Now I got to hit this. In, in fact, for me, this is mm-hmm. when I know I'm serious is when I, I'll yeah. think about a goal, but until I say it, that's when it, that's when it really becomes yeah, something. Accountability always makes it real. And then that's something that too, like if they can, they can ask you questions, how it's going. And, uh, you know, it, it sort of forces you too to go back up the, you know, to, to the first points that we made about, you know, evaluating everything and being able to adjust and, and, you know, maybe have somebody that's related to the goal, like somebody that has done it before or is a professional in that direction. If it's fitness related, somebody that, you know, that can help kind of give you ideas of how to adjust and do things is always a good idea. Well, especially if you're somebody who has a, a lot of integrity and you value your word, this one means a mm-hmm. lot, right? I just feel like uh, this, I, I don't think I would have made it to the the fitness level as far as competing um, that I did had I not first made a goal of I'm going to build this social media platform. So the original goal had nothing to do with that. It was, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on this platform. I'm going to start to grow an audience. I'm going to do that by giving counter information than what most of these fitness people are doing. And then I'm going to transform my body. And when I announced that and said that to- Your word. Oh, yeah. I just, it, I tell you what, like that was, it was so easy for me to get up and do the work every day because- I didn't just say it to my family and friends who know me and probably would give, you know, let me by if I just, if I didn't fall through or, or didn't fall through or something happened. But here's all these strangers who I'm trying to attract and I'm trying to build a business around. And if I come out and their first 
thing that they experience with me is I say one thing and do another, I'm destroyed. I'll mm-hmm. never build a business from it. So mm-hmm. that goal of building a business from you know, Instagram or a social platform was so important to me that when I decided that I'm going to announce that, okay, I'm going to take my body from here to here, or I'm going to compete on a stage, I mean, it was do or die for me. It was, I if I didn't do it, I am also going to check off. I'm probably never going to be able to build a business thing off this because no one will ever trust my word. Right. Now, the next one, this one's really important because nothing will crush your motivation like being around people who uh, don't share your motivation or your goals. And so this this is to reassess your network. Um, you know, For example, if your goal is to be consistent in the gym three days a week, to lose a certain amount of weight, to improve your diet. But everybody you're around could care less about exercise, eats a terrible diet, um, and in fact- Tries to sabotage you. Encourages you not to go. And Mm -hmm. I've been in situations like this where the people around you uh, say things like, ah, it's one workout, who cares? Whatever, have a drink with us, just enjoy yourself. And you're around that all the time, it's going to require a whole nother level of discipline from you to maintain yourself. And if you're already somebody that is now you're struggling, it's a tough goal for you. Now you have to throw that other level of discipline. Your chances of failure, uh, you know, start to go uh, through the roof. And I don't think this means that you need to go and have this formal breakup from all your <laughs> friends that you know eat Twinkies and fast food and drink beer every day. Like, I don't think it's to that point. Although maybe you would you would benefit from that, but I don't think that it needs to be that big of a deal. I think you just need to assess how much time you're actually spending with these people and if their goals don't align with your goals and then to the point you're making, Sal, that these people are you know, trying to encourage you not to work out and exercise, you need to start surrounding yourself with people with similar goals. This is why, like, and what's cool today, like, now you have Facebook groups and communities yep. that you can attach yourself to and podcasts and things like that where... I just think that there's there's plenty of avenues that you can reach out and and attach yourself to groups that are, are like minded. Yeah, right. I think it's really important to to seek that out to find other like minded people, uh, which is always a, a hard part to do. Uh, you know, when you're comfortable where you are. Um, but really, it's less about you know getting rid of all those friends. It's more just like finding other like minded people and like kind of going in that direction so you can uh, you know build up that momentum with other people that uh, you can all keep each other kind of accountable. Oh for. yeah. It's, it's, it's the opposite of motivating to be around a lot of people who are, don't share your motivation and your goals, but it's also on the opposite end of the scale, extremely motivating to be around people who are motivated and who do share your goals. I mean, yep. the greatest successes I ever had were par- partially because I was around people who inspired me all the time. You know, when I, when I managed gyms, I had the opportunity to work with some credible people and managers who were constantly pushing themselves to be better and better. And all it did is it made me motivated to do the same thing. Well, it's interesting. This is, uh, I feel like for the first time or maybe the first time in a long time for me, I'm feeling this effect uh, because normally we all kind of do our own thing. So this is the first time where, you know, we are agreeing to meet at the gym at a certain time and get these, I mean, Mind Pump's now six years old. And uh, we've already this year worked out with each other more times than we have the previous mm-hmm. five. And it's not a competition. Like it's not like we're no. pitting each other. It's just like we all decided, like, hey, let's just uh, do this at the same time. Let's and, let's make a, an effort. And you know what? It's and I've already had two days now, two days in this last month where 
part of me wanted to sleep in and I didn't want to get up and I didn't want to go. And I didn't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be the first guy of us that, that did that, that decided to wave the white flag for the morning. It's like, I can go there even if I back, and I know back off intensity for that day, just cause I didn't sleep well. doesn't mean I can just check out. Like I want to be consistent with everybody. So it is interesting to me because I'm normally on my own, own journey on this, but to be sharing that with you guys now, I have already seen the power of that because of those two times where I definitely would have checked out for that and been fine. I'd still be on pace doing fine this week, but you know, just knowing that you guys were going to be there at that time and I didn't want to be the first person to bail out on that time was tremendous. Oh, this is this is the reason why group exercise is always you know popular. This is the reason why one of the reasons why CrossFit got so popular was they it, they they were able to the harness community. they were able to harness this and and once you're in that network of people. Uh, it's it it generates more energy and more motivation to be around those kind of people. So reassess your network, and you may want to not be around people that bring you down, and maybe be around people who bring you up uh, a little bit more. Um, now the next one, this one sounds funny, but it's really really true, um, and that is to not wait until tomorrow. Uh, this is a big one. Yeah. Um, I can do this sometimes, right? Oh, I'm going to do this oh, thing. I'm the master procrastinator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, it, it, for me, if I have something like that, it, 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 I have to either plan immediately to take action or a lot of times it'll slip away the further, the, a couple days later turns into weeks, turns into a month. So it's just very easy to get away from you. Yeah. I, I used to use this as like my, how I close people. Right. So mm-hmm. when someone came into the gym and they were inquiring about personal training, uh, that was kind of like my my closing statement to them was like, listen, Mrs. Johnson, like you already did the hardest part, which was was come in here today was to get in here and to get started. Don't let yourself go home and then think about starting the next day or next week. Make that make that final commitment that you're going to take care of yourself and get started today. And it was such a powerful statement because I think it resonates with a lot of people because the truth is, uh, up until that point of them being in the gym, uh, they had been thinking about it and saying they're going to do it tomorrow totally. or the next day for the last three years, and they're finally this far. They've made their, they're mm-hmm. having a conversation with me now, so they're already more committed than they've ever been. Like, don't stop there. Let's completely commit. Now. I used to have uh, it, it was an old uh, picture behind my desk, and it said, "Nobody ever lost weight by thinking about it." <laughs> and I mean, it's it's very true. Um, and you're, what you're saying, Adams, they've done studies on this. And they find that the average person that gets started on a fitness program has thought about it for months before yeah. even making a decision. And what they don't show in that is how many people thought about it and never mm-hmm. got started. So once you find that impetus, then just do it. Just get started. I had a manager that taught me that. In fact, uh, where he would tell me, and I was very, I'm a, I have issues with organization. He used to tell me, once it touches your hand, do it now. Don't wait until tomorrow. And it really did make a big difference. If I got something, I would take care of it that minute. Uh, the next one, this is a great growth practice, um, but it's also very good at maintaining motivation, which is to keep a journal. You know, writing things out is a different form of thinking. You know, uh, you can think in your head, which is what most of us do. Um, talking with people is a form of thinking. And then writing things mm. is a form of thinking. It's funny when you find yourself angry or frustrated or unmotivated or sad. Once you start to write what's going on, you start to realize 
that you're processing it yeah. and you start to process it out. And it's, it's, again, it's a very effective way of changing the way that you think. So journaling every day is like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I know my goal is to do this thing. Let me journal about it tonight. Here's what I did. Here's what I didn't do. Oh, I didn't feel this. I, I felt this. But then you'll start to process it out as you're writing the journal. And you do this every single day. You almost, you can't help yourself but to improve and to Oh, grow. I used to make fun of you know, this whole thing about journaling. Like, oh, I'm going to write Dear Diary, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and like, like go home every day. It was amazing what would, would come out, though, when I would actually sit down and write down my thoughts. Uh, and it again, these are all different ways to make this whole process real. So to, to be able to have friends know about it, to verbalize it, to, to write it down, it's not just living in your head anymore. You're taking action on multiple levels there. So that's just another step. Well, I also think what falls under this category of journaling is is just tracking your food. Mm. Um, and, you know, we've, they've, we've shared studies on this where, you know, you don't have to weigh and measure, but just simply writing down what you eat. Makes every, people eat better. It makes people eat I better. Know. Because we're just, we're so unaware, we're so distracted every day that, you know, anytime you, anytime you ever ask anybody to recount what they ate the last week, uh, they always grossly underestimate. Mm-hmm. And so by just disciplining yourself that, hey, uh, whatever I eat, I'm going to write it down. And, you know, for the time being, it doesn't need to be like, oh, it was four ounces of this and two cups of that. Just like I had brown rice for dinner. I had this, I had that, I had this, I had that. And then you look at it. And even people that don't have a nutrition background have enough sense to look at their day and be able to say that was a good day of eating or it was a bad day of mm-hmm. eating. And just that information alone is motivating enough for you to make better decisions the next day. And so, and again, just don't overthink the process. Don't get into this, oh, I don't know how many grams of this I'm supposed to have or how many calories of this I'm supposed to have or if this is the best program for me. Getting started and moving in that direction and just simply tracking and writing down what you're doing will do wonders. Yeah, and it helps to keep you present to, to journal, to journal everything, right. right? Now, the next one, this one, I think is one of the most important things uh, that anybody can do uh, because if you can accomplish this, the rest is easy. It's easy to hit the goal. And that is to learn to love the process. And another way to, to put it would be to find joy in the process. Um, anything that you do, you can you can challenge yourself to find something about what you're doing uh, that, uh, that you love about it or to find some kind of joy. And sometimes all it requires is for you to become present. So let's say you're doing some really, really hard manual labor. You're shoveling and you're, you're, you're digging a ditch or something like that and it's, you're sweating and it sucks and it's hot or whatever. If you can place yourself and, and be very present in every single shovel and just be with what you're doing, what you actually may find is that you might actually enjoy the presence. Maybe not enjoying the shoveling, but the fact that you're present is what you enjoy. And then you start to find that shoveling dirt mm-hmm. is a great way to make yourself or you're present. you're outside, you're breathing fresh air. Yes. You know, there's just... There's, there's a lot of things that people just don't take into account uh, that they could be, uh, you know, positive about. They could be happy about. It's just, uh, it's about reframing uh, the whole thing so that you can look forward to it. You want to be able to look forward to whatever you're doing so it gets you up in the morning and you're more likely to keep it going. I have a little spin on this one. And I don't know if this is uh, the, the mm-hmm. uh, Sal, you alluded to the, me liking to be the underdog, right? And maybe this is mm-hmm. part of that, but this has worked really well for me and that's, Sometimes it's really hard to see the silver lining or to reframe everything and like, this is positive. It's positive when you feel like shit and Mm. it's hard as fuck. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes I look at it as like, I accept that it's really hard. I accept that I want to quit. And the way I look at it is like, that's why so many people don't make this. 
And instead of looking at it and trying to say all the time, like change something that is dog shit into roses, it's really hard to do that. It's not that easy to just, you know, it's easy for us to say on a podcast, reframe all the hard hardships that you have in your life. Sometimes, no, sometimes it's okay just to accept this shit's hard. And that's why most people quit. And that's going to be motivating for me to persevere through it because I know on the other side of it, that's where the real victory is. So sometimes it's okay to accept that it's hard, that it's difficult, that this is there's a struggle here, but that's also the way you also look at yourself and say like, hey, this is what's cool is that not everybody makes it through this and most people give up right here. This is why I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and once you start to enjoy the process, uh, then the goal is just, it's an afterthought. It's going to happen yeah. no matter what. Um, you know, that brings us to the next one, uh, which is to uh, aim for positive motivations instead of negative ones. So I'll use weight loss uh, as an example, right? I can I can motivate myself in a negative way and say, I'm sick of being fat and, and unattractive, so that's why I'm going to lose weight. Or I can flip it and make it something positive and say, I care about myself. I deserve to be taken care of. I deserve to be healthy, fit, and mobile. Um, so that's why I'm going to start exercising. Because a lot of us get stuck in this negative motivation loop. Mm. Now, here's the problem with negative motivation. Eventually, you get sick of it and you don't like it because it's negative and then you run from it and then you rebel and that's it. You're done. Positive motivations feel good. They're positive. And every every goal you want to hit, you can flip. You can make it positive motivations get there. You don't have to think about just the you negative. You can only punish yourself for so long. I mean, it's just how many times can you get up and, and just know that like, oh, I, I'm not doing good enough. I'm never going to get there. Well, like everything is always like impending doom. Uh, you know, that's only going to last for so long, especially if we're riding momentum. So yeah, to be able to look forward to something is, is so much of a better way to, to, to have uh, motivation towards it. Also, failure is where growth is found. So even a loss can be a win if you reframe it and think of it that way. So, you know, what's inevitable in any of the anybody's journey right now as they go through like, you're going to have a day where you mess up. You're going to have a day where you you head into the day and you're unprepared nutritionally. You're going to have a day where you probably didn't get a good night's rest and you're not going to want to get up and go to the gym and maybe you don't go to the gym. Like that's inevitable. All that shit's going to happen. But instead of beating yourself up about it, look into it and see like, why did you fail? And there's where the opportunity for growth is. Mm -hmm. And when you figure out like, oh, I know why I didn't get great sleep last night because I didn't prioritize sleep. I didn't shut off my computer or my phone by six o'clock or I was watching TV in my bed till 11 o'clock at night. Like recognize where you failed, be better the next time. And there's where the growth is. There's where the win is at and accept that. It's okay. It's okay that everything isn't always positive. And if, you, if you're always relying on that, when the inevitable happens, when something negative happens where, or you lose or you fail or you don't come through on one of the small goals you set for yourself, it's okay. Pick yourself back up. Recognize that that's where the opportunity for growth is. Be better the next time you see that again. Right. Now, finally, to wrap this all up, um, it is important to sit down and optimize your time. I think this has a lot to do with just planning, right? So uh, you have a particular goal, but you don't have a plan. It's going to be very difficult to hit your goal. Uh, if you don't have a plan, it's like you got to keep it top of mind constantly to, oh, oh, I got that goal. Got to keep working on it. Rather than having a plan and optimizing your time with it. So if your goal is, again, to lose weight, uh, then you need to put in your schedule the time that you're going to go work out, the time that you're going to maybe dedicate to consuming some kind of information around weight loss or, or health, the time that you're going to you know, uh, reassess 
your goals. Like all these things can definitely be put in your schedule. They don't take much time, but put them in there and then stick to the schedule. Optimizing your time to hit your goal is really just it's the it's the it's the way to get there. If you don't have a way to get there, it can be very, very challenging. Uh, and feel almost impossible. Well, I feel like part of optimizing your time too is kind of also being realistic about the the goals and the time that you set for yourself too. So when I think of time, one of the biggest mistakes I see made is similar to the the goal setting where you know you have this unrealistic. I'm going to work out every day, twice a day for an hour. Like that's mm-hmm. not realistic. Even if you temporarily optimize your day so you can get that done, it's just not very sustainable. So. The way I look at it is like when you're talking about optimizing time, find somewhere where it fits naturally into your routine already, even if that's starting out with only 20 minutes or an hour or it's only one time or two times a week, mm-hmm. you know, start with that and then you can optimize it by building on it. As the momentum builds and the consistency builds of you following through on those days and those times, then you can start to build upon that. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they start off is not only do they have this massive goal, but they also commit themselves to all this time in the gym that they weren't spending there just three months ago, and it's just unrealistic to maintain that. Perfect. Look, Mind Pump is recorded on video as well as audio. Come find us on YouTube, Mind Pump Podcast. You can also find all of us on social media. You can find us on Instagram. So Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. I'm at Mind Pump Sal. Adam is at Mind Pump Adam. And Doug, the producer, is at Mind Pump Doug. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.